Guess who's back, baby? Back again. Aaron's back, that's right. Tell a friend. Rowdy? Guess who's back? 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 and celebrate and if you don't like that Aaron Rodgers is back you got low T simple as that Rowdy Rodgers something we already kind of knew right Aaron Rodgers officially though back with the Packers he went to Twitter went to the Pat McAfee show and he made it so how's it feel I feel like just a weight has been lifted off your shoulders not for the fact that Aaron Rodgers is coming back but you have a decision the decision is in and that bad man is back. Gonna go for uh, three MVPs in a row. Let's get it, Rogers. Now, Aaron called his buddy Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show, told him he's coming back, and then all the reports started flying out. Four-year, two hundred million dollar deal, one hundred and fifty-three of it guaranteed. And then Rogers had to call back to Pat McAfee or text him at least and say, "Yo, none of that's true." I haven't signed anything, and those numbers are off. And then uh, big J's everywhere lost their minds on social media, Rowdy. And so, Rowdy, I like that you said yesterday in the office. So it came out four years, $200 million, right? And then Roger says, that's not right. That's, the numbers aren't right. I haven't signed anything either. So it's not $200 million, Rowdy. What did you think it was? I have no idea. I, you said 199. It was, well, yeah, yeah, we were we were joking. Yeah, no, jokingly, I said, "Oh, it'll be 199 or 201." Yeah, that's that's what we were saying. It was 199. It's not 200. It's 199. It would be really funny though if he took some like sweetheart deal and it's like 15 million dollars after how everyone said he was going to get 50. It was yeah. basically going to be all his money. He was still going to own a huge chunk of the salary cap. But I guess we'll see because nothing's signed. Yeah, nothing is signed. Uh, nothing is official yet. But Rogers again, uh, took to Twitter. And uh, let's see here. I'll go get the tweet. I liked it yesterday because Aaron Rodgers doesn't tweet much. But when he does, I'll throw a like on it. Rogers tweeted out yesterday at 1.43 p.m. on March 8th, uh, the year of our Lord, 2022. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However... Reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I quote-unquote signed. I'm very excited to be back. Flexing muscle emoji, hashtag year 18, and then a heart emoji. So there's the man himself, Rowdy, saying that he's back, year 18, hasn't signed anything, and that the terms are inaccurate, as reported on by Rob Domofsky, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, et cetera, et cetera. I did find it pretty funny that there was some back and forth between McAfee and some of the other big J's like Rappaport and Domofsky. Yeah. Because when, if you see the clips of the Pat McAfee show and he's explaining that he talked to a sort sis, as in he talked to one guy and that one guy just, you know, deductive reasoning was probably Aaron Rodgers. The only other person using reasoning you probably could have come to would have been A.J. Hawk. Yes. But why would it, you know what I'm saying? A.J. Hawk being a good friend of Aaron Rodgers. But he was making it very clear that he was talking to a source, says. He was talking to Rodgers. Yeah, he's talking to, he kept saying, my source, says, as Rodgers was just uh, exaggerating or enunciating, my source, 
is, or Rogers this. And then at the very end, he goes, I was talking to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we all knew it. The only people that didn't want to admit that uh, Pat McAfee was talking to Aaron Rodgers were the likes of Adam Schefter, Rob Domofsky. I'll throw in Mike Clemens. Uh, there's a lot of guys, all low-T guys, that are really upset that Aaron Rodgers didn't get to a podium and look them square in the face, the big J's with the blue check marks, to tell them, hey, guys, uh, real quick, Rowdy, I saw a lot of people from the cover here in Wisconsin, the Packers specifically to the national people, very upset that Rodgers couldn't, quote, make it easy. Uh, here we go again. Number 12 loves his circus. He can never be easy. He can never actually let us know what he's doing. I can't stand him like this. I got to cover this guy for another four years. Oh, my God. God forbid, you big Jays, that Aaron Rodgers, who when he's on the Pat McAfee show, garners one hundred and forty to 150,000 people to watch him alone. And when he's not on, it's about thirty to 40,000 people watching the Pat McAfee show. That I can't believe that Aaron Rodgers gives you a job to give you clicks, stories, articles that the masses will flock to to read. Oh, never stare a gift horse in the mouth, Rowdy, is an old saying. And Aaron Rodgers is your gift horse, Big J's. But here's what I think they want Rodgers to do. They want Rodgers to go to the podium, bring his new contract that he signed, and let the reporters... Lick their thumbs and then thumb through it. Oh, okay. Oh, this is the details. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks for making it easy for us, Aaron Rodgers. What is with these big J's, Rowdy? Do you, do you get these people anymore? They're so butthurt over Aaron Rodgers. They're like the Vax police. That's why they don't. That's why they're so butthurt over Aaron Rodgers. It's because they get jabbed. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Well, the one thing with what makes it really funny is that from the very start when he announced that you know he was going to take some time, going to talk to some friends, you know do some inner, inner searching, he was going to give the Packers a date by March 16th. By the start of free agency is what he said. March 16th. What was Yesterday it? was March 8th. March 8th. And you got your answer that he was coming back. No deal was signed, but he was coming back. But you heard how selfish was Aaron Rodgers. He's holding this team hostage. He literally gave the date of the start of free agency as uh, the placeholder of when he would have a decision by he beat that by eight days are we the ones are we the ones taking crazy pills are we the ones that are are out of line here rowdy or is it everyone else who seemingly has so much wax in their ears that they can't hear correctly and maybe they were shaken like had shaken baby syndrome or something their brain's not right do you get it i don't yeah i just see i don't get how you can be upset unless he was dragging his feet and we were all of a sudden it was march 17th and the packers still hadn't made any moves because they were waiting on aaron Rodgers and what their cap was going to look like and they ended up cutting a bunch of people and then he comes you know what i mean yeah but none of none of that has happened no roger rogers has been nothing but forthcoming and about his future with the Green Bay Packers, even after they, when they lost against the uh, San Francisco 49ers at Lambeau Field, he said, I will give you an answer relatively quickly. I will do it before free agency. My God, the dude did it. What, Rowdy? Four, uh, six days? Well, you have no, a lot of eight days before free agency. You have a lot of the fans and some of the media talking about how he's 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 always been on the record saying he didn't want to be Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And. Now they're comparing him to Brett Favre, but True Advisor brings up a good point here. Says, no on Twitch? Didn't Brett wait until June to say he wanted to retire the first time? 
they were flying all summer back and forth between Mississippi and Green Bay. Yeah. And that was multiple times. That was There were multiple summers where that was occurring when he was, I think I'm going to retire. Actually, I think I'm coming back. Aaron Rodgers said, hey, I just finished the season in late January. Let me take a couple months for myself. I'll let you know before free agency. Yeah, let me go do it a couple was, enemas and therapeutic vomiting. It was literally a two-month span between what you would say is the end of the season and when the new official league season started in March. Yeah. Like, like he, took two, he took two months. He didn't take half the year. Let me ask you, uh, journalists and everyone else out there upset with Aaron Rodgers, when you are desperately need desperately needing a vacation and you go on vacation to get yourself right, step away from work a little bit, recharge the batteries. Mental health is a big thing that everyone talks about that you've got to get right. So when you're on vacation and taking a step away from your job for a little bit, do you want to be bothered every single day by your secretary, your coworkers, your boss, people wanting your TPS reports? Where is this? Where is that? Did you get my email? Or do you really want to enjoy your time away from work recharge the batteries, reset the mind, refocus, and do what you need to do to get ready for when you come back. What would you prefer, Rowdy? Let's say, I know you haven't taken a vacation in a while, but let's say you take your vacation, Rowdy, coming up here, and all of a sudden, every day, I'm like, hey, Rowdy, what's up with the affiliates? Hey, Rowdy, how did I do this on the podcast? Hey, Rowdy, can you help me with the affidavits? What would you do, Rowdy, if I did that every day to you when you're trying to take a step away from your job? So the last time I had any type of vacation where I left the Madison area... That was when I had to defend myself tooth and nail. <laughs> that was a little different. That was the ultimate D-bag bracket. And then the vaca- the real vacation before that, yes, because I had to spend all of a Friday defending myself for D-bag of the week. Yeah. But before, like the actual vac, an actual vacation. Yeah, let's say you got one coming up. Would you want me bothering you every day? I That hasn't been since before I even started working I know, but, but get that out of your mind. But, but would you want me bothering every day? Sometimes, sometimes... You do have to fill people in that are gone when some big events go down. Yeah, like me, for example, I took my first vacation a while, a couple of years ago. My first day of vacation, I am in uh, Seattle. I'm in Seattle, Washington, and I start getting a phone call from one Rowdy Razor over here. Now, this was a little this was a little different than an Aaron Rodgers situation. Hey, we might be losing we might be losing <laughs> some some uh, advertisers hey, here. We might be losing some sponsors. Someone that works for us went rogue. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'm in Seattle. What do you want? What do you want? Um, <laughs> Why don't you figure it out? I don't have three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Moral of the story is though, Aaron Rodgers has been nothing but nice. Uh, I like what our guy BJ Ashman said. Hey, uh, this is like in the voice of Aaron Rodgers. Hey, let me shove some things in my ass really quick. I'll get right back to you. <laughs> With the Panchakarma cleanse, the anima, and the therapeutic vomiting. I saw like some of these journalists and some of these, some of these journalists think that Aaron Rodgers owes them the world. That Aaron Rodgers owes them everything. I don't get the entitlement. I don't understand why you feel this way after Aaron Rodgers uh, has taken some time away, as everyone should from their job, especially when it's this offseason for the Packers, to recharge the batteries. Rodgers was ahead of the schedule that he already laid out for everyone, yet these journalists want to come after A, Pat McAfee first, Aaron Rodgers, well, I guess it's interchangeable, probably Rodgers first and Pat McAfee second, and then anyone else that wants to like 
be cool and calm and level-headed about Rodgers and his decision. I don't get it. Don't get it. Well, so for some of the people and the detractors that are saying that Aaron Rodgers was holding the team hostage and you know he wasn't giving them a good answer and all this other stuff, they have to remember first that we've said this multiple times, but he set that date. It yeah. was a date in which it, if he had told them by that date, would not have really affected what their you know, salary cap issues and, and everything were, they would know exactly where they were at. Yep. Well, Aaron Rodgers now says he's coming back, does not currently have a new deal, though it seems to be in the works. Yeah, nothing signed yet. But then yesterday, the Packers make an announcement saying they're tagging Devontae Adams. Yep. Now, they tag tagging Devontae Adams means that they had to carve out an additional 20 plus million, a little over $20 million in salary from where they're at to get under the cap. Yeah. So that went from 28, 29 million over to tagging Adams, putting you around 48, 49 million over depends where you look. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got them within a couple million, but regardless, Aaron Rodgers let them know he was coming back. If he didn't let them know yesterday, they don't tag Devontae Adams. I'm sure Correct. of it. Yeah. I'm sure of There's it. There's no doubt about it, dude. There's no doubt. But now they know that they're probably going to work something out with Rodgers. It looks like if they manipulate his numbers and he doesn't take a team-friendly deal and they still go and make him the highest paid, yeah. he was still going to save them between 20 and $26 million on the cap, Yep, which that basically carved out the Devontae Adams move. And a little bit and a little extra. Now you're talking about a Packers team that if that report on Aaron Rodgers contract is true, or those numbers do hold up on the cap, you have to just carve out about 25 million more, which is a lot easier than if Aaron Rodgers had you in the dark and you just franchise tag Devontae Adams. Yesterday. So are you telling me, Rowdy, that Aaron Rodgers was not holding the team hostage? And in fact, he was helping the Green Bay Packers out. Is that, is that what you're sitting there telling me, Rowdy? Rodgers helped the Packers out yesterday? Well, if they didn't know or he didn't say he was coming back yesterday before mm-hmm. the franchise tag deadline, I highly doubt they franchise tag Devontae There's Adams. No doubt. Because that would have been the riskiest move ever. Yep. Tagging Devontae Adams, having him be, from what he probably views as underpaid by about $10 million <laughs> yep, that year. For sure. Not potentially having the quarterback he wanted to play with or a deal in place that he wanted to play under. Plus you had to get under the salary cap by another $20 million to do so. Yes. If Aaron Rodgers didn't want to come back and didn't tell you on Tuesday, he could have absolutely screwed you and you would have been stuck with Devontae Adams pissed off having to shed way more salary than what you thought you were going to. Yep. Then everyone could have been pissed at Aaron Rodgers, but, but that didn't happen. No. In fact, the opposite happened. From all and we can gather. With that being what a team player. Huh. With that being done on Tuesday, he still gave them in theory eight days to figure out the rest of their roster in which now they can get under that cap. And remember, yep. they only have to be under that cap for the time being. Once that season officially starts and free agency starts, it doesn't matter if they go over the salary cap by a hundred million dollars. You just have to start there. You just, yeah, you have to start below that point when free agency yep. starts. Then you don't have to be back under that salary cap until close to when the season starts. Yep. yep. So 
it did help them out because it gave them an, an additional eight days to figure out how they wanted to go about getting below that number. Rowdy is spot on. So don't let some of these big J's, these journalists, use their platform to spin some kind of narrative to make Aaron Rodgers some kind of evil doer, some enemy. When in the reality of the situation is Aaron Rodgers out there helping the Green Bay Packers. Like Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show last night. Uh, our guy Roger and Stowe. On Twitch.tv, search my name, Ebo, says at the follow button. He goes, did someone check on Grant yet? He was so triggered yesterday that I'm pretty sure he had to go to his safe space. Oh, trust me. I've been to the lacrosse studios, Roger and Stowe. There is a safe space right there, all ready for Grant and anyone else that needs it. It's mostly just Grant's, though. All right, Nelly, you wanted to bring something up about... uh, There was some confusion yesterday with the salary cap. With the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, right? Take take this one away, Rowdy, because this is your little baby here. Well, Nathan called in and he asked about signing bonuses. Obviously, Terry called in and said that, you know, there was a mix-up with salary caps. And not, on our, not on our show. Well, after our show, I was working in the office where we have to always have the station on so that we know if anything is messed up. No dead air, you know. And I heard what was said. I didn't run in and do anything. It's not my show. It's not. But I instantly said, that's not right. (laughs) And it was when we were, they were talking about the salary cap and how signing Aaron Rodgers, because that was after the deal had broke, you know, the $50 million a year, four years, $200 million. Yeah. And how the Packers were currently already 26 million or whatever it was over. Then they would have to sign, uh, Devonte Adams, if they were going to franchise tag him, that puts you at roughly forty six million dollars over, and then you add Aaron Rodgers fifty million, which got you to ninety. Uh, and I believe to quote it was a whopping ninety six million dollars over the salary cap. That just wasn't true. No, it, it wasn't factual. I'm not a fact checker, but it wasn't factual. Well, fact checkers aren't even fact checkers, Rowdy. They just use their own narrative. And like I said, I was doing my own thing. It's no one else's responsibility to, to check it. Yeah. Honestly, I like her. No one should be a fact checker, be your own fact checker. Yeah. But so anyway, we do have the research department here, but anyways, for, for what I'm getting at is there's no additional $50 million. The Packers would have to pay for Aaron Rodgers. He's already on the books next year for 46. Mm-hmm. That's the cap hit. Had they made it 50 million, they would have obviously re- reworked his deal to, to pay him 50 million and that 46, even if every single penny of it would have went against the cap, that uh, 46 only would have became 50. That only adds $4 million onto your cap. So if that line of thinking was correct, it wouldn't have been 96. It would have been $50 million over. But we all know that it's not all going to be against the cap. Yes. He's going to rework it. Correct. It's and then that was the report where it was saying, "Hey, maybe it was twenty to twenty-five. So even if you did it that way, say it was twenty-five, Devonte Adams was twenty. You're already twenty-five over the limit. Well, his cap hit was forty-six originally, so you'd actually subtract twenty-one million dollars. You were twenty-six, twenty-seven over, so that means you'd be six or seven million dollars over. Then you franchise tag Devonte Adams, which was about twenty. So you're about 27 million over after the math. But again, they still have a week to get under that number and to get it correct. But then, and then the other thing real quick with the signing bonuses, when you change your base salary into a signing bonus, 
it is paid immediately. It's a signing bonus. Yes, boom. It, it, it has it to be in full, whatever the signing bonus is, he's getting paid up front. It's not a game by game check. It's an upfront. This is what you're getting. And how they do that is what you're getting paid. So say it was 50 million guaranteed, but he converted the majority of it to a signing bonus for whatever the length of that contract is. They only take a percentage yeah, because they, they basically spread it out between the entire contract and they only take a percentage of what it would be. So like an example would be if you had like a hundred million dollars and you spread it out over five years, only the money that would go to the, the salary cap, I believe is like uh five, like 20% cause you spread it out sure, between sure, the sure. five years. So only roughly 20 million of that would go against the cap gotcha. if you convert it into signing bonus. So you said that you weren't any relation to Russ Ball, but what you just said, Rowdy, I'll go back on what Troy, the pipeline on North called and said, we have Russ and Rowdy Ball. Well done. But the, see his contract, jo- I think we got Jack his contract is only uh, four years from what we're seeing. So it, in all likelihood, you could uh, tw- at least 25% of his his money would go towards the cap if they converted to signing gotcha. bonuses. But it's just literally these loopholes. And honestly, it's not like this stuff is that it's a lot of basic math. You just have to do the reading. And honestly, reading's your best friend for a lot of different stuff. Hooked on phonics worked for me. Barry Richter. Hi, T all over the place in the house. What's up, Barry? <laughs> What's going on, boys? <laughs> Usually usually comes Barry doesn't have headphones because I don't have an extra pair. I found an extra pair this morning. Dude, I feel good. So, I feel t- good so Barry, on. I got the headphones for you. A, I wanted you to hear the Terry call. Yeah. Because <laughs> t- Terry's brain's melted over this whole Rodgers thing. And I don't, I, I love the guy. And it's just lately he's been all over the map of Rodgers, so I can't get it. But are you excited about Rodgers coming yeah, back? Yeah, man. I mean, like, I'm excited. I mean, I guess we got to figure out this contract stuff. And you guys, listen, just listen to you guys talk. You know, I mean, correcting things left and right. You guys are the real deal. <laughs> well, we do have well, the research department. Listen, we have the not, research department. It's not correcting things. It's actually listening to what Aaron Rodgers says himself. I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like Bear, sometimes, like... As a married guy, you're married. I'm not putting any words in your mouth here, but sometimes my wife will say something and I, you know, don't listen. And all of a sudden, like, like a couple hours later, she's like, "Why haven't you got this done? Like, huh? Don't you listen to me?" I'm like, "Wait, I was supposed to do what?" So I feel like that's like Rogers and I'll be like, "Hate him." Like they're like married. They don't listen to what Rogers is actually saying, so it gets kind of annoying. You know? I mean, it's a good situation. I mean, like you guys say, that guy's a guy's a stud. He's. I mean, other things that people don't like, yeah. But like, what's the alternative here? And you can have him. Miss He's the been there. He knows the. Yeah. He knows the system. You got Adams back. The eighties. You know. <laughs> the eighties. I don't want that. We're not ready yeah. for that. I won't lie. There is something about having a little bit of a villain than just like a guy that's just like a. He's just a guy. Andrew, like, Andrew Luck or something like that. Or well, I mean, like <laughs> I like the villain side Jordan of things. Love, who's he might be a great guy, he might be an okay quarterback at best, but there's something about having a little villain on your team. Yeah, you he, need a little villain or dog. I, I, I love that, man. I like that. I. No. The biggest reason I love Rodgers coming back is because it pisses good, people off. If you're all good guys, you need a little bit of a, a, a melting chip. pot yeah. of players. Stuff he said to the Bears fans after he scored and everything. I mean, yeah, yeah I love that, it. Yeah, I love the it. pot. And it also you makes. Want, by, by the way, you want that guy. You want that villain on your team. And like, so like, if anyone says, 
you know, everyone else hates him or the other teams hate him because they beat him and then he makes comments and stuff like that. The fans, like I mean, Brad Davison, you, you want that guy yeah. on your team. You my favorite, yeah. team. my favorite LeBron James of all time, because there's multiple LeBron James to me, yeah. was when he went to Miami. The villain, <laughs> the villain James that was the best. One. That was the best LeBron. Not two, <laughs> not three. I love the not one four. version. I love the Miami version. Not five. <laughs> and also, that, it makes Packer fans all uncomfortable. Like some Packer fans just hate Rogers now, and I love it because it gives me good stuff to talk about. It's like I love the banter as you heard of terry, terry terry's not sharp. alone terry's not alone in that camp anyways bear you guys are sharp you're here for it's a reason that's not to debate you know aaron Rodgers and you know why people don't like him or not we got to talk some wisconsin hockey but before we do that dude <laughs> how about how about saturday or friday night billy strings concert billy strings. how about that guy dude can play can that he? guy can fiddle how about the, that guy can pick how about the crowd barry at the sylvie what do you think of that <laughs> Well, I think I came up to you during the show and I'm like, dude, I can't stop laughing. I'm looking around and I just keep laughing because I have all the I've never been experienced a shakedown street before. And I've never seen so many burnt out hippies with dreadlocks. A little bit of Grateful Dead with the fish mixed in. I think you and uh, I were the same wavelength. We're like a little wide eyed. We're like, what did we get ourselves into? It was was an experience. Dude can play the The guitar. Dude can play. Holy God. um, You know, it was a great experience. Thank you for taking me. Yeah. It was great. No, thanks for coming. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Spot. Hopefully there's some more that we go to. scholarship again. Yep. <laughs> uh, hopefully there's some more we'll be going to. So, Bear, when we were there, yes, uh, the Badgers beat Notre Dame. They did. We were watching our phones. Yeah. 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 They had a good game on Friday. And the game was on Big Ten Plus, but, we, you know, we couldn't really watch it over the weekend because I don't have Big Ten Plus. <laughs> but uh, well, I had another game. Actually, my son was in the does. Yeah. Isn't it just on computer? Like, or can, or if you're, like, you, in the campus no, no, you have to pay area. for it. Yeah, I know. Oh, campus gets it only on campus computer? gets free. It's like geotagged. Yeah, like, I so Barrett, seasons come to an end. Kind of a good thing, I would say. Um, overall, look at the season. I know you got your notes over there. I got my notes. You're looking at my notes, aren't you? I have, no, my computer's I, in the way, <laughs> so uh, I can't see your notes. What's the first thing on your notes say? I don't want to. Well, I, I think it's. Listen, I think there was it was quite a disappointment the season. I mean, it's, I'm not stating anything, and we can we can grow, go through this quick. Cause I know you guys got to talk Rogers talk. With the no, fans, no, 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 Bear, we're, we're here for you right now, Bear. Well, I mean, it's it, it's it was a it was good that the season did end because it was not. It was not a good showing, and um, you know I think you look back on it, and the defensive play is one thing that just has to improve over the off season. The five man unit, in terms of just watching, uh, you know, the, the, they're very passive. It seemed like something just wasn't clicking yeah. at all. And uh, but the Notre Dame, you know, the series, uh, you know, coming off the stretch of the Minnesota series, it was actually the the uber low point in in the program. I think it was a the the second worst. Uh, weekend in the history of badger hockey where you lost five zero then eight zero and then something must have they must have done something or either match up against notre dame where they had that first you know they had that win on friday night and they were 20 or 40 seconds away from tying and going into overtime in the second game and they could have won that series so there was definitely some corrections um slowing notre dame down doing a little bit better on defense maybe their backs are against the wall but you got to play like that every single game you have to do that and that just wasn't the fact so going into next season, as I look at it, I mean, it's a little different than in years prior where you have this transfer portal. So, you know, if, if Coach Granado is going to improve the team, they can prove quick. They got to go out of that transfer portal and pick up a couple free yeah. agents. And but that's, the thing is, they did this year, and those guys did not pan out at all. No, they didn't. I, actually, and, and I don't know if it's because the teams they came from, they were contributors there, but maybe that's the problem. You got a contributor on a team a more seniored team where they weren't basically the guy. It was, they were the guy to help set up the guy. 
Yeah. And well, I would say I would say two out of three actually did pretty good. So okay. you talk about them. So so uh, maybe Johnson from uh, Max Johnson that came from Bowling Green. He had I think over fifty goals in his career. Yeah. Hundred over a hundred points. Did he pan out? No. He was mm-hmm. maybe it was because he wore number eight. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't wear number eight. No. Yeah. Yeah. Call field. No. Anyways, that's, that's one of those ones that can go up. Yeah, in the that's the shadow that, that kind of looms that yeah. goes over here. But uh, but I would say Carson Bantle on the second half of the season when he got healthy and he was he got oh, injured in that preseason. I forgot he was a transfer. He was six foot yeah, four. Geez. And you watch the games like he actually really improved and he's going to be a player that's going to be mm-hmm. a, a force for them. I, I really like the way he played and he got more and more confident. And he was sort of the guy that was doing things and making things happen. And then you look at Mo was the goaltender that mm-hmm. came from Minnesota. I mean, he played well. It, it, it's tough when you're facing a lot of rubber. Right. You're facing quality rubber. I mean, he's getting shots high in the slot. Like I talked about, the, the defensive play, they gave up these quality chances. You know, they were doing things that, you know, my 12-year-old shouldn't be doing. Going to the guy to the wall, <laughs> I mean, leaving, the, leaving the middle open, you know, giving breakaways. Even in this last series, they were showing, like, the UW Hockey Twitter account was posting the video of some of his saves. Dude was standing on his head yeah. to keep the Badgers in it this weekend. Yeah. So if you could add a couple more pieces there, and then all the freshmen that were in this year and sophomore and juniors, they're a year older, mm-hmm. so they got to improve their games in the offseason, and they're, and they're going to be looked upon to do a little bit more. So hmm. I actually do have a question about the transfer portal and hockey. So is it really used that much compared to – so like football, you have to be there three or four years. And basketball, you don't really get transfer portals with the one and dones because they're one and done. Most of the time, the people that are transferring are those four year players. Is hockey, because hockey's kind of like a different sport. It's like you can be super talented, super talented, and go straight from high school to the pros, or you, you, you see some one and dones, or you have like the three or four year players. I feel like hockey's kind of like that middle. Yeah, I think Bantle came from Michigan Tech that was only there for maybe a one year or two years, I mm-hmm. believe. So it, it is. So you do get it, some of those. A little of... bit. So you get the younger guys. And I would say not younger guys, but maybe people that you can pick up that aren't happy at their program. But it's it's not going to be the end all be all. It's not going to be the solution. I mean, there's going to have to be some really cold, you know, hard looks at what we're doing as a team, as a five man unit. Yeah. Let's improve the in the off season. Let's get better. Um, you know, what does Macintosh want to see? I mean, everyone, you know, all these articles that came out, I'm not saying anything that wasn't in any article is that they're going to take a hard, you know, good look at it and see what happens. And, and so, uh, and, and evaluate it. And, 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 it, and, and what you got to do when you have a season like this, you know, it's, you know, it's a little disheartening and well, you just got to just top down, just look at what's going on. And listen, coach Granado admitted, I mean, he caught, he got caught. I mean, he, yeah. he admits in the, in the articles that he, you know, he takes blame for it. He takes responsibility, which is what you want to see. You don't want to see people just burying things and saying, you know, and having coach speak out there. He yeah. actually, he actually admitted that, listen, you know, I, I didn't think a couple of guys would have gone and I thought they would stay for their COVID year and they went. And when you have a couple, when you have a couple of those high end scorers that, you know, left to go pro, yeah. now I'm not talking about Caulfield. I'm not talking about first rounders. I'm talking about core you know, really good three or four year guys that left. You know, and was Ember, the thought Emerson like Bryce Dalton was going to stay? Like Bryce was yeah, going to stay? Emerson, Ty yeah, Ty Emerson was a solid. He was a captain. He was a defenseman. He still left yeah. after junior year. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple of core pieces that did leave that, uh, you know, Tony felt like he got caught off guard. And, and so, you know, things got to be fixed and, and hopefully they can yeah, do it. Yeah, the past two years, just what a whirlwind of emotion, right? From winning the Big Ten to. You know, this season right now. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a bummer that we didn't, as fans, as fans, we did not get to see Cole Caulfield and that team last year. Cause, Wasn't uh, that the biggest travesty of it all? Yeah, that's a, that was an absolute bummer. Because now, now look at him. I mean, he is just lighting it up with Montreal, yeah. with the new coach, Martin St. Louis there. Yeah. And so, anyways, it's 
you know, look for brighter and better things. We'll get Coach Strobes in here again. We'll get us My all man, pumped Strobes, up. I love Strobes. Uh, what else you got in those notes there, Richter? Are we, are we covering it all? I don't want to. I don't want to make it, sure man. your chicken scratch goes unused no, over there. The chicken scratch is all good. It's, it, they just uh, like I said, there's a couple things got to focus on. You know, I wanted yeah. to come in and come out quick. You're like you, you're, you're like Muhammad Ali, Richter, with this segment. You know, you float like a butterfly and you sting like a bee yep, in there. Yep. You're in and you're out. I will say this, and I, and I don't know if anyone caught it. It was sort of buried, but the Paralympic hockey games, mm-hmm. holy, I mean, check those out that really? were going on. I don't know if they're over or not, but the Canada played against Team USA. And talk about what a game to watch. These guys, you know, on their sled hockeys are just phenomenal how fast they oh, go. absolutely. And, and, and they're cranking, crushing into each other and the, the skill level that they have. And it, the upper body strength is unbelievable. I would. I don't know if it's still going on, but it's just. I've never amazing. seen this before. Yeah, like, that's it's 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 great. The it only reason great. I've ever watched games this looks is crazy from Jeff Sauer having used to be yep. the the coach. Yep. and that's when I really learned about sled hockey. And then you're you're right. You watch it, you're just like these pictures it's are amazing. impressive. Yeah, like, it was <laughs> a little bit buried, and uh, you know, when, but when you watch sled hockey, and it was just it was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So the Paralympics that were going on the last couple of weeks and. I'll have to go look at some uh, highlights of that because I'm looking at pictures right now. It looks insane. Like it looks very, like these guys are nuts, man. Yeah. Do they still uh, come to Madison for everything? Or no, now that sure. Sauer has passed away, have they moved somewhere else? Yeah, I'm not sure, RJ. I don't know if they do, but they did retrofit the uh, Madison Ice Arena mm-hmm. for the sled hockey players. So yeah, they have glass, you know, boards so they can see when they're in the bench, and then mm-hmm. you know the obviously. You can't have a step up, and it just sort of goes yeah. right, skates right into the bench. But it really it is always a great, phenomenal sport to watch for the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. And Bear, before we let you go, uh, I want—I know it didn't end the greatest, I think, but congratulations to your son for making it to state. Right? Oh man, yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah appreciate uh, how that. Did, um, it. Was Hudson that they fell to? Hudson solid. Yeah, the yeah. Hudson won six two. It was uh, it was zero zero for most of the first period, and then uh, we gave up a, a last uh, a last twenty second goal there. That um, and is that we were, your youngest. We were, yeah, Matt. He's a freshman, and he was playing. So, so you, you have uh, one left in high school, then, or is there two in high school? I got a seventh grader, Danny. Oh, so, yeah, so there's one. Does Danny play hockey? <laughs> no, she's a volleyball player. So okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, so, appreciate it, boys, and it's good to see you. I'll, I'll might have to stop by here and there. there and just you come can. In you don't even have stuff to, ask. to talk about. Yeah, you don't even have get, to ask. You can just come in. You're, you're well versed in more than just hockey. We'll, we'll get in. I remember. I think last segment I said we're going to keep you on retainer, so you can just come in and like you can host segments, you can ask questions, whatever you want. Evil's calling in sick. Yeah, Bear's coming in hot. <laughs> Nelly and RJ and Barry are going to get it done. Um, one last thing. I don't know if you got your fill of any banana bread or uh, grilled cheeses or anything out there on Shakedown Street for Billy Strings. But Bear, March 17th and March 18th, uh, March 18th, Joe Russo's Almost Dead is going to be at the Sylvie. So there's more Grateful Dead deadheads. We're going to do it again, aren't we? we can, We're going to do it again. We'll see the, how the other side lives. Fill it up again. <laughs> All right, so we, can, we can go see a lot of tie-dyed and old man with dreadlocks looking a little burnt Love out it, man. if you want to, Barry. All right, Barry, good stuff. <laughs> Great seeing you guys. Can't wait have for next Badger one. hockey season. All right, we have a resurfacing of Mount Notice. Rowdy has done it. A year to the day last night. He went up and he chiseled the mountain. Before that, though, Rowdy, as it builds, let's go to the phones. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> hey, Scotty! Oh, How are you doing, sir? I'm on cloud nine. I thought it was be someone to fight me about Aaron Rodgers. Fantastic. Scott, Scott, are, Scott you don't have low T, do you? You're excited that Rodgers is back, right? Oh, yes. All right. You're high T, Scott. Oh, My yes. man. High T. 
speaking of that, I have a question for you. I, I looked up on, on Facebook, uh, Gridiron, Bill Michaels, Pro Football Focus, and the Sunday, all said Aaron signed the same contract. Uh, tell me something. Are they all, uh, is Aaron going to screw things up and make everybody look bad? Or yes. is this? Well, if you listen to what Roger says, which none of these journalists do for the most part, uh, he has not signed anything. They're still in negotiations. He tweeted it out. and uh, But he is coming back to the Packers. Why wouldn't you, first of all, why would you stick your neck out like that? Because everyone wants to be first to the story. If they're, It doesn't matter if they're right or not. That's, journal, that's journalism and news now, Scott. You don't have to be right. You just have to be first. And you know what? That's gotten them in a lot of trouble, too. Yeah. Well, no one will, or holds them accountable, so they just get away scot-free and keep doing it. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Hey, I just remembered. Remember way before the virus? Uh, <laughs> you mean the before times? I don't even remember. Yeah, they call, that's called the before times, Scott. Uh, what's his name from that bar wanted us to come and DJ and, and have a party and get the... Oh, yeah, the Silver Eagle. Was that Dave from Monona? Yeah, I think it was Bobby. Oh, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Bob wanted you to do a DJ, do some music trivia. Charlie was going to be our uh, our, t- our official taste tester. What do you think they're reviving that now that this stupid mad thing is done? I don't know, Scott. We have to get our ducks in a row and figure it out. Well, no, I mean, have you talked to him lately? No. Or Bobby? Yeah, but not about the party. No, no, no. It's, Bob's it's, too, I'm trying to talk Bob off the ledge when it comes to Juwan Howard. He think Greg. He thinks Greg Gard assaulted Juwan Howard. I'm trying to talk him off. Juwan Howard, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean Roadhouse. You, I don't want to say this about Bob because if you looked at it, you wouldn't think it. But he's got some low T energy right now with his takes. Whoa! You wouldn't if you looked at it, you wouldn't think it. But it's Bobby for listening. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Well, you know, I didn't. I didn't know if you talked to him or not. Yeah, just not about the party. Sorry. Who did uh, you make my dreams, <laughs> Bobby? Holland Oates. That's right. It's one Bridge man, over, Holland Oates. Bridge over troubled water. Simon Dan Garfunkel. Yep. That's Babe. actually three guys. Yeah, and is the one that's forgot about a lot. Yeah. Babe. Sticks. Yep. The long run. In the love. Oh, Eagles? that's the Eagles. Yep. Dude, okay. I hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> Get out of my cab. <laughs> Do you know that Joe Walsh has been there from the beginning? Yes. Yep. He's an OG. Keep the fire burning. Joe Walsh and the Eagles or uh, Ario Speedwagon. What, which one? Ario. Ario. I was making a yeah. joke. Are you sure? Uh, yes. Free ride. Fog hat. No. That's slow ride. Edgar Winter. Oh, damn it. Edgar you Winter. do this every time. <laughs> Wake me up before you go-go. Hammy. Yep. Stone in love. Journey. Hold on loosely. But don't let, let go. go. 38, 38 special. special. Yep. Play the game. Now play the game tonight. What about the the game? Queen? Queen. That's right. Well done, RJ. Well, it's supposed to be nice this week, man. (laughs) Hell yeah, Scott. Scotty, thank you so much. And we'll try to figure that party out, okay? Yeah, just, you know. All right, all right. You got it, bud. We we all need it. I know we do. All right, see you, Scotty. We love you, especially Rowdy. Bye. I mean, some of us have been out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we have breaking, groundbreaking, literally. News? News. Well, it's a kind of news. We have our guy, Rowdy Razor, Nelson Raisbeck, Nelly, Nels, 
What else do we call Nelsner. you? Nelsner. No, no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you never liked that one to begin with. Um, Rowdy, you went up to Mount Notice and you resurfaced it. In fact, yesterday it had been a year in the making. Would it be yes? resurfaced or? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, first off, the last time it was actually worked on was March 8th, 2021. Oh. And from left to right, it was Greg Gard because mm-hmm. they had the, the team that was imploding. Mm-hmm. It was Lorenzo Cain mm-hmm. coming off of a year in which he did not play and then did not play well the year before. Mm-hmm. It was Christian Yelich coming off a god-awful year. Saw that. And then it was Goody because there was a lot of questions on where they were going to go with the draft what after the, the year be- yeah after the year before they took Jordan Love what was Aaron Rodgers going to do Oops, sorry. that that was that was kind of where we were at the last time it was it was uh, worked on yeah. now this is a year in the making but it, it don't necessarily get mad at you know Mount Notice and its staff there was a lot of uh, labor shortages the, this we is did true. not we did not have the workers available to change it but now we have found them and a year and a day later, it is a hashtag and new Mount Notice. Yep. So, again, you hear the sounds right now. This is actually live last night. That was live last night. Rowdy finally got the workers. As there was the essay shortage, the supply chain issues with the chisels. Rowdy got up on Mount Notice with his crew and were resurfacing, getting a new Mount Notice done into the wee hours of the morning. A year ago. To the day last night they were doing it. This is indeed live sound. Rowdy, what did you guys chisel out in the new Mount Notice? From left to right, it is Rob Manfred. Yep. Yep. It is Graham Mertz. Yeah. Oh, oh, Christian okay. Yellich. Oh. And journalism ethics. Oh, journalism <laughs> ethics! Yes! Can I, can, I, can I see the picture of the new Mount Notice? I have not it seen it. It has been tweeted. Oh. Hashtag and new. Oh. Wow. There it is again. Rowdy in the wee hours Manfred, of the morning. Mert, Yelich, journalism ethics. Wow. And that's just, that's, that's encompassing, obviously. That is encompassing. <laughs> I love the picture. <laughs> there he is. Rob Manfred. Well, we, we, Graham do we even Mertz. really have to explain Rob Manfred? No, he's an idiot. He's literally done <laughs> he the be exact opposite of what he should who have was, done with baseball. Who is the face supposed to be? Because clearly there's still one on there. Oh, oh the, I had to put journalism ethics. I was just, it was late last night. Oh, okay. I didn't want to totally resurface. So th- that might be Goody's top of his head and bottom of his chest. <laughs> Uh, I do see a little, there's a little Easter egg too floating around. If uh, you really got to look. Sometimes you got to look in the sky. But on, on Mount Notice itself, <laughs> the new Mount Notice, Rob Manfred, the Major League Baseball commissioner, as Major League Baseball went, had a 17-hour meeting last night, still could not get anything done. Uh, they did not cancel games, though. They thought they're making some progress, so they're going to do some more meetings today in New York. Graham Mertz. Okay, Manfred is self-explanatory. The guy's done everything wrong. <laughs> and, and it's like whatever Rob Manfred thinks we should do, do the opposite. It'll funny. be great. And then uh, Graham Mertz. We were so high in 2020 after the Illinois game, and I don't think we'll ever reach that high again. <laughs> but my Lord, my Lord, my like, it's so inconsistent. Just a little bit of consistency. Oh, we were all super jacked when Caleb Williams was being named as a potential transfer. 
you got to be more consistent, Graham Mertz. We, we've seen it before. We see it at times in games. You just got to be more consistent. And then there's Christian Yelich. You bled with him. Now bleed with me. Christian Yelich. What's that from again? Braveheart. Braveheart. Oh, yeah, dude. Come on. Hell, what a movie. Look at this guy. Um, unbelievable. I should, man, don't put me on just, notice. Just, let's go to break now. That's embarrassing. Christian Yelich is another <laughs> one that's pretty self-explanatory. Back-to-back garbage seasons. His contract is now officially, what, $26-plus million a year? Correct. He's hitting that huge extension he signed. It's time to be an all-star once again. And then... The journalism ethics. <laughs> Self-explanatory. This is just... This is egregious. Fake news run wild. I mean, fake just, just with yesterday with the wild. Aaron Rodgers news. Is, is that what inspired journalism ethics to go on there? Well, was that's, the, that's the been Aaron years in the making. That's been years in the making. Like, whenever someone says they got a source, like I said, we start out with rumors, then they turn to sources. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, reports. reports. And then, again, those reports are only right half the time. That 50% actually might be kind. Yeah, I think days. you're being generous with the 50% of those reports coming true. Wow. I just, well, it's at Nelson's Twitter account, Rowdy underscore Razor. Uh, I retweeted it as well. My Ebo says, RJ's looking at it laughing. Uh, the, this could be one of your best work yet, Rowdy, of Mount Notice. Absolutely incredible. You know how you get to Carnegie Hall. Practice. Practice. Sometimes you just have got to have your eye in the sky and just got to notice some things amount notice. <laughs> Manfred, that was a guaranteed. That was a no-brainer. Yelich, after being up there, you just don't get off that easy, it, especially with the years that you've had. You got to be an all-star if you're getting paid like that. Mertz. I man. mean, Mertz had one game. Man. Or one and a half, I would say. Illinois than Michigan. Outside of that, you're like, what's going on here? I've been more disappointed watching Mertz play than than excited. Yeah, I think I don't think anyone else could take these entities over. I don't think anyone else could be on there. I mean, you I could feel make like the, the case- only single way Manfred can get off is if like get off him out notice if he fires himself. <laughs> <laughs> Manfred's got to like look he, in the mirror. He, he's definitely on far left because uh, that's the hardest spot to get off. Manfred's got to yeah. look in the mirror and fire himself. I like that. And Yelich ended so, up falling in third I, just because I, I didn't want to move it. I always thought it was random. So it's like legit. Yeah. It's like one, the more one left, one goes in order? The more yeah. left you are, the worse you are. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so Manfred's obviously number one. The only reason why Yelich probably isn't number two is because I just didn't want to completely rechange everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's kind of a loose. Yeah, it's, it's kind left of loose. Left to right. Yeah. It was late. <laughs> what time did you finish oh, this? What time did you research journalism ethics? Had to be Two. kind of tilted and what size pretty big to cover up so Goody's face what, best as possible. What time did you come down off of Mount Notice with your uh, your your rock and hammer chisel? Who let me check let me check the receipts here. <laughs> let me let me look at the work logs. Eleven eleven. Uh, new Mount Notice is up. Absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. So when it comes to Mount Notice, we're going to have to tackle some of it. Uh, one of the first people on Mount Notice, though, Rowdy, was Gregory Gard, the Wisconsin Badgers head coach. God, and what was that for? Was it when they missed the tournament that one year with all the injuries? No, it was uh, when they lost back-to-back games out in Brooklyn no, against Richmond and New Mexico. Well, guess what? Greg Gard, for the second time in three years, now is your Big Ten Coach of the Year, baby. Bow down to greatness. Mount Notice served its purpose for him. Many say Jawan Howard really wanted to slap Joe Krabenhoff again when he heard that news, but couldn't because he was suspended. I think it should have been uh, Martelli. 
<laughs> he did a pretty good job at the He's end like, of the all right, season who, there. All right, who voted on these for Greg Gard to be head coach of the year? I need your assistance to come here now because I want to slap him. Bet it was Hubarkish. <laughs> didn't, didn't vote Johnny Davis uh, to make him unanimous. Yeah, so someone I did not vote Johnny Davis for the Big Ten for all year. For all the criticism and the tough love that I've given Greg Gard over these past, uh, I'll actually, I'll just say his entire tenure. Yeah. <laughs> I also said this, remember, in like mid-January, I go, so far, I don't want to jinx it. We just started Big Ten play. This has been his best coaching job, in my opinion. You know why? Big Ten, big stage. I stand by that. This this was his best job by far. He literally had Tyler Wall coming back. They're ranked 12. He had Brad Davison coming back, and he had Johnny Davis coming back. Pretty much nothing else. 12th to 8th, they were picked to finish. 10th was the consensus. Greg Gard says, no, no, Big Ten, big stage, big guard. And nobody on the team was in the running for Big Ten Player of the Year. I don't know if you saw that list. From, no, yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're, we think, Scary Alvarez tweeted, retweeted it out. Like, we think Johnny Davis will take a jump, but we're not sure how it big. Went, it went 11 players deep, and Johnny Davis wasn't even on it. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Johnny Davis, you're Big Ten Player of the Year. Yep. 20 points a game, 8.2 rebounds, 2.2 assists. Or the fact, did you see the first team Big Ten? It's all, it's insane. It's all NBA. Ivy NBA. wasn't even an, a unanimous pick. It's, I don't understand Johnny it. Johnny Davis and Ivy, not unanimous Kofi, picks. Uh, Johnny Davis, Kofi Cur- Coburn, uh, Ivy, Liddell, uh, and, and uh, Murray. Murray. Yeah, Murray. Yeah. Chris Murray. Yes. Was no, Keegan. 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 Chris is the brother. Yeah. Yep. Keegan Murray. Keegan um, Murray, Jaden Ivy, Johnny Davis, Kofi Coburn. If you do a team of. First and second team all Big Ten, no way that team's losing. Oh yeah, that's a hell of a list, dude. We should have another tournament where all the like the all conference players from every conference go and play each That'd other. Be sweet, it would be sweet. I trademarked Johnny Davis though said uh, he's feeling fine with his ankle. Says there's a lot of time left until the Big Ten tournament, but I should be ready to go. Badgers play Friday. Big Ten tournament starts today. Yeah, Rowdy's got a little bet on it. Uh, despite the chagrin of some listeners over it. I don't really understood that one. Yeah. Uh, Brad Davison. What are you doing? You have a problem. How dare you gamble on Why? sports, That's sir? That's not a game. It's not a game. What are you, not Kelvin a game. This, is, this is life, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> I got bills to pay. Damn it. It's still real to me. Still real to me, damn it. Uh, Brad Davison, second team pick by the coaches and third team by the media. Journalism ethics. Uh, while junior Tyler Wall was a consensus <laughs> honorable mention. <laughs> Chucky Hepburn was uh, all freshman. Woo. And Greg Gard again, your coach of the year by his peers and the media. Uh, but nah, then nah, even nah. even take away the you guys think, that you think Michigan voted for him. No, you take away the guys that were unanimous. on those lists, the Hepburns, the Johnny Davis, the Tyler Wall, the Brad Davison. You take those guys away. There's literally nothing behind them. <laughs> there's that- not. Valid point. Well, that's why we live in the here and now, Rowdy. And here and like now, what? we you got, got big you got player a, of the year. You got some team. transfers through the portal with the Chris Vote, who's who's been very serviceable. There's going to be more. You got <laughs> Jacoby Neath. You added like what the Isaac Lindsley of the world. The <laughs> Isaac Lindsley. He played of the one world. game for like four minutes. No, yeah, a few more than that, like that, but I not think, I think it ended up being in three. Lauren Bowman has shout out the mineral point. <laughs> Lauren Bowman hasn't been available. Yep. He's I, not back, is he? Is he still dealing I with think whatever? He's still out. That sucks. You you were playing a lot of other players that at times were not even scholarship players. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally those guys and Greg Gard. Not only did they win the Big Ten, a share of the Big Ten should have won the whole effing thing. Anyway, one thing left to do. I'll digress. 
But when March Madness. All you had to do was beat Nebraska, and I don't think anyone could have dreamed for a better season. Yeah, I mean, well, mm-hmm. well the consensus was 10th, right? Correct. Yeah. They're a Big Ten champion. Cole. Cole. Cole big, mm. big well, Ten not according to, I, I forget if it's FanDuel or DraftKings Sportsbook, but. Should we put uh, them up for D-Bag of the Week? One of them's not paying it out. Once Mike, We have one up for D-Bag of the Week right now, Mike Silver. For disrupting David Bakhtiari's wedding day yeah. with the Aaron Rodgers I, news. Honestly, I can't remember who, we'll f- we'll figure which, it out. which book it is. We're going to have to figure it out, and we'll have to put them up for D-Bang of the Week. I thought you said FanDuel when you were talking about I know, it. but then I couldn't find the tweet again, so I honestly can't remember if it's DraftKings or FanDuel. We'll get the research department on it. Something that happened yesterday, and by the way, we'll get Zach Heilprin, our sports director, on at 9 o'clock, talk some uh, Wisconsin hoops. As the Big Ten tournament starts today, Badgers play Friday. But Rowdy, into the wee hours of the morning was another meeting between Major League Baseball and the Players Association. They had a 17-hour meeting. Now, they said there was a hard deadline. If they didn't get to a a conclusion on something last night that they're going to cancel another slate of games. But they have not done that. After 17 hours, ending past uh, 2 a.m., they did, quote, yield some breakthroughs on the 97th day of the Major League Baseball lockout. But the union requested to reconvene with player leaders this morning before responding to the league's proposal and canceling any more games. Is that progress then, I guess? Can I say two words? Who cares? Like, well, at we, this, we're Brewers fans. At this point, who really cares? I, I feel like so many people are turned off from baseball right now. Nobody honestly cares what you're arguing about or where you're at with this particular deal that really it doesn't impact them, but it does. The only way that it's actually going to impact them is they're going to pay more when they go to see you play. Yeah. That's if they do come to see you play. So players spent hours Tuesday night and into this morning discussing the league's request for an international draft, a subject the union has in past uh, negotiations rejected that does not have significant support from a rank and file with nearly one third from Latin America countries. And then additionally, players continued to balk at the league, pun intended, at the league's latest offer on the competitive balance tax. So there's that as well. Like, no one cares where they're at on this anymore. It's like, okay, you get your next update the next day when they decide to actually have serious negotiating conversations, which literally has only been the last two weeks. You get like, oh, they moved up their number two million here. This one got moved up a million. Oh, they're looking to get closer. No one cares anymore. Yeah, like no one literally cares anymore until you tell me spring training is opening. It's just like a it's just like a pissing match. It's like oh well blah 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 blah, and then nothing ever happens besides they remain. Fo- they keep inching closer and closer allegedly, and then they'll say, well, then they'll meet the next day, like today, like oh well, now we're far apart again. It's like the people you're hurting the most are the fans. Like baseball fans are literally just telling you. Let me know when the season starts. Let me know when you figure it out. Now, this is the second time that they Major League Baseball says we're going to cancel games. And then, oh, we had a really good meeting. We're not going to cancel games yet. We're going to wait another day. And then they'll cancel games. I haven't been paying attention, but I do think it would be pretty interesting to see, like, some of those bigger journalists, like the, what, the Bob Nightingale, the John Heymans, like those type of guys that are always out there tweeting some of the bigger news. Yeah. I'd love to see the interaction. Like, obviously we can't see it. Well, we could kind of see it, but I'd love to see the interactions on their tweets from like two weeks ago when all this started to like what they are at currently. See if the same amount of people are liking, retweeting, viewing, you know, all their statistics. Cause I would put, I'd put a good deal of money down 
that less and less people are paying attention because they're just sick of it. It is getting really annoying. We, the it's, king, it's literally the same tweets like every day with just barely changed figures. Yeah, because it's the same nonsense. Here, here's a little snippet. The Major League Baseball Players Association has said if the league refuses to concede to full pay and service time, it will then remove expanded playoffs, which was a key to a new basic agreement for Major League Baseball for um, its proposal. With the sides long unable to agree on core economic issues, the potential subtraction of a vital gain for the league, an additional item to bargain for the union, full service time is paramount, would even make this more difficult of a discussion. So remember how a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how, oh man, there are spring trainings are opening up. The minor leagues have their guys at, at spring camps. Mm-hmm. They're working out. They're throwing bullpens. They're doing whatever. So I was... Uh, channel surfing the other day and I came to MLB network and you know, since they locked out the uh, major league baseball, a lot of the MLB networks will throw up like old, old games. We're talking like you can watch like a game from the 1960s or another day. It'll be like the eighties, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or they'll play like the, you know, handful of movies that they always play like field of dreams, love of the game. Like, you know, it's, it's basically their off season their off season uh, scheduling, especially since they can't have like a lot of their yeah. major league baseball shows. Yeah. Guess what was on there? I think it was this weekend. What they were televising college baseball. Really? College baseball. Really? And major league or minor league baseball is going to be going soon too here, right? Yeah. So I wonder if, are they going to sign deals with college baseball and minor league baseball? Yeah. Like, well, remember we TV talked deals? about this earlier, like college baseball, unless you have like the sec network, which some people get, because, you know, more SEC, ACC field, more teams like the Big Ten, Wisconsin doesn't have a team. Yeah. You'll occasionally catch like a Big Ten baseball game on Big Ten Network alternate channels. But it's not it's not hotly televised. SEC is a little different when it comes to baseball. Too. Sure, sure. Are you going to start seeing more, maybe getting more eyes on like a division one baseball that really normally aren't there? Are they going to pick those up? Are they going to pick up the Korean league again? Are they going to play minor league games? They're going to show marble racing. I mean, they probably will. (laughs) I bet you they do like chalks. Not marble racing. I'm saying saying the minor league teams or like college baseball. For sure. Totally. All right, Rowdy. I bet you they do. Uh, The King on uh, Twitch, but also on Twitter, he linked us to, have you guys seen the um, the new Major League Baseball base size? It's significantly bigger. Thanks for the tweet, Ken. I don't know if it's the picture. It's like double It's what? like double the size. But the, the like tweet basketball. that the King sent us, the one on the left looks more rectangular to me. Yeah. it's. I mean, it might just be the picture. Maybe it's my eyes. I haven't gotten them checked in a while. Well... Rowdy, I haven't gotten my eyes checked. I got that 2020 vision, though. I can see this on my uh, my TV. The most handsomest man in all of sports television, Jocko, is going to join us next. These glasses have been taped for almost a year. Well, you got duct tape on them, Rowdy. That's right out of the Red Green Show. To quote Ben Kenny, what a day to have a day. Let me just do this <clears throat> and say, hey, to our sports director, Zach Heilprin just came off the lovely island, went to Hawaii, where he got himself hitched on the beach, a married man, fresh off an island in the sun, our guy Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zach. How are we doing today? How does it feel to be a married man? Doing fantastic, and it feels no different than it did before (laughs) I went out there. 
How was Hawaii? Awesome. Had an awesome time. So many fun things. Just even uh, got married. So yeah, it was. It was. Uh, was the, the marriage awesome. the funnest part about the vacation, or was it something else? Be careful, because your wife, your wife might be listening. She, she's, she's definitely not listening. Uh, Everyone listens, Zach. Come on. Yeah. Well, get used to it, Zach. She, she's never going to listen again once you start talking. Yeah. <laughs> she, she despises. She does not like sports. So, oh. um, I think we're, I think we're okay. But it, you guys are entertainment, though, right? So you guys, maybe, maybe she is. Yeah, we're not a fly-by-night journalist, Zach. Yeah. We don't fly by nope. night. Nope. A lot of journalistic ethics in that. Oh, you said, did you see? Oh, yeah. the, did you see the new Mount yeah. Notice? I, I saw it. Uh, <laughs> I scrolled by it, and uh, you can put a like or a retweet. Didn't like it or retweet it or nothing. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see. Your journalistic integrity might not want to like it or retweet it, but we know you saw it. Now, Zach, <laughs> we know you saw. It. Zach, you are not included in the Mount Notice of journalism ethics. You have a special place along with Rob Reichel, who will join us tomorrow at eight twenty. All right, Zach, anyway, sorry. Collect myself here. I haven't been having a day today. All right, so, Zach, how about this? You were in, what island were you on again? Sorry. Kauai. Kauai. And you watched the Wisconsin Badgers in Hawaii win a share of the Big Ten. Well, at the time, we thought they were going to win it outright, but win a share of the Big Ten. How was watching in in Kauai, watching that all unfold? Yeah, watching in a bar when nobody else cares is is a thing. I'll uh, I'll say that. Drinking by yourself while watching it, very impressive, which is what I did. Um, no, it was it, it was weird because, like, absolutely nobody else cared. Nobody – I mean, there was a bunch of laughing and, and yelling and, like, there was – but there was not, none of that towards the Badger game. I was the only one who was paying attention. So it was a little bit weird, um, but fun at the same time because, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome when you see the Cole Center like that, right? Like, cause it's so rare because everyone hates uh, the Cole Center, right? Isn't that – It's dubbed the morgue center sometimes. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome uh, to see from afar. Wish I could have been there. That was probably the only time that I wish I was in back in Wisconsin. Well, did you for, question, uh, did you question getting married at that time? Uh, I certainly mentioned it to my wife. That, <laughs> um, you know, but it, it's also an indication of like kind of like what I expected of Wisconsin this year, which was for this final week not to matter. Like I kind of wanted to do it between the Super Bowl, which. Obviously, uh, we thought the Packers might have a chance, but then obviously Aaron Rodgers showed up, and so mm. they didn't. Mm. Um, but, you know, the three weeks between that and the Big Ten tournament starting, and that was the only week they did, didn't think a game against Purdue would matter because Wisconsin's not going to be in the, in the running for a Big Ten championship. But, of course, but here we are. are. But here we are. Yeah. And then, so with the jubilation and on top of the mountain that is winning Purdue, <laughs> what do you think of that Nebraska game at the Kohl Center? I... Uh, so I was watching on the plane and coming back. You and, didn't want uh, to jump, did you? Jump off the plane? I, I didn't, but I was laughing, I'll be honest. Uh, I was laughing at the start of it because Stephen Crowell turned the ball over that many times was just a little funny. Uh, <laughs> and just like just the absolute horribleness that was the start of that game for Wisconsin. And then the start of the second half, I was cackling because Nebraska just could not get out of their own way with those fouls and the technical and the flagrant. Like, it was just... Uh, a crap show. So Do I was, you think I was that was malicious intent from McGowan's? I don't know about malicious, but he certainly came down on Davis's face with his elbow to it's like an the, extent. The rocks um, people's elbow, kind of. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if there was intent there. But. See, people want to nominate for D Bag of the Week, but I say no. I don't think there was like it wasn't a basketball move, but I don't think there was like intent. You know, what I'm I saying? think his like, biggest intent was to trip him at the beginning. 
Yeah, I mean, and certainly Johnny Davis dealing with the ankle issue before the Purdue game uh, was was uh, was certainly not 100 percent for that, and then you know, obviously re-injuring it and uh, going out of the game. I I don't I, I don't know if he tripped him or not, but I, I don't think he was going for his face. I also don't think he was going for the ball. Uh, I don't know what he was doing, but he he deserved he deserved a flagrant. I don't know if it deserved to be kicked out, but. Gotcha. Certainly deserve something for it. So, what is the status then moving forward on Johnny Davis? I know he was uh, had some words yesterday. What was he saying, Zach? Yeah, yeah. He told he told the Big Ten Network after being announced as Big Ten Player of the, of the Year that he uh, expects to be there on Friday. Whoever they play, whether Michigan, it's Michigan State or Maryland, he expects to play. I I don't think like it was a serious serious injury. I think it's the fact that he kind of re-injured it. The same thing that happened to him before the Purdue game. Um, it was an ankle injury before the Purdue game, and obviously it's an ankle injury now. Um, and, and doing it so close together that uh, I, maybe he comes back in if it's a, if they needed absolutely needed that win to, to win the Big Ten. But I think he'll be there on Friday for sure. Well, some people are out there saying that actually Wisconsin didn't win the Big Ten and that they are yeah, like, frauds. Fan, I think FanDuel didn't cash out on a bet for people that had Wisconsin winning. They gave it to just what? Illinois. Yeah, we, that's the rumor out that's there. That's the rumor. We got the research department on it. Who, so. who did that? Uh, um, RJ was telling us that he saw a tweet about it. So we got the, we, we're we vetting it. It's in a, uh, uh, The research department is a highly vetting process here. So we're yeah, vetting very it. very journalistic. Yep. Well, I mean, we have our research department has the highest of standards for yep. journalistic integrity. So Integrity. <laughs> it's all about the integrity. So, Zach, so jo- hopefully Johnny Davis will be out there. Now, the question, you know, Brad Davison is, do you think there's a, it's just the short bench and more minutes and, you know, I mean, he's not that old, but being old, the oldest on the team, like maybe that's why the shooting walls are there. Maybe his legs are a little tired. Like, what's what's going on with this Badger team when it comes to you know shooting the rock? Because without Johnny da- without Johnny Davis, it was kind of tough. I mean, they've been bad all year shooting the ball. They, that's I mean, they're shooting. Point. They were, they were. I mean, that's it's about the um, hmm, the second or third worst, I think, uh, in this in school history in terms of shooting the three. At least uh, the worst is twenty nine percent, and uh, they were shooting around thirty one percent the last time I looked. So they haven't been good all year. Uh, Brad's been the most consistent of them, and he went through a little bit of a, a struggle late in the late in the season, and it didn't necessarily it didn't necessarily cost him. But uh, he needs to be he needs to be able to hit you know three two three four a game for them to, I think, for them to be successful. But they've also proven at other times throughout the year that they don't need to hit the three to win games. And um, I think that was one of the big things earlier in the year is, like, usually if Wisconsin's not hitting their threes, they're, they're going to be in trouble, especially, uh, I don't know, during the great guard era. But with Wisconsin's, uh, it didn't matter early in the season because what Johnny Davis was doing in the mid uh, mid-range. But um, to count on that, in the NCAA tournament, probably not ideal. You want to be able to win in a bunch of different ways. Hitting threes is certainly a way. And that's why it's so frustrating that very last possession against Nebraska with Chucky Hepburn pulling up for the three with obviously time left while they're in the double bonus, and you could have drove to the basket. Well, you didn't have a problem with him doing that against Purdue. No, 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 but, but I said that was more well, of no a... time left. Yeah, that was more of was like a, a in-the-moment. This one, I, feel, I even said this to Debo, if he missed that shot against Purdue, I guarantee you he would have went to the rack against Nebraska. Yeah, but he didn't. And Chucky's also shooting uh, north of 40% from three in the last month and a half. So I don't, I, I mean, he was wide open. 
you got to knock it down. And I think for the most part in the last month or so, month and a half, he's been doing it. Since the Nebraska game at Nebraska, he's been uh, a, a plus 40% three-point shooter. Like it's a, it's a shot that you want, and it's a shot that I think Wisconsin would take every time. I mean, uh, looking back on it, he didn't make it. So, of course, you would want to go to the rim. You yeah. know, of course, you would want him to go to the basket and potentially get fouled. But it was a wide-open shot that he's hit a ton of times here in the last month and a half, and it just didn't go down. Hey, speaking of it going down, man, how about two times in three years, Greg Gard, the coach of the year, Zach Heilprin. Keep your guard up. Team Small here representing. What do we uh, think of the, the job that Coach Greg Gard has done this year? Nothing short of incredible, eh? Tenth. That's what their pick finish. And, uh, again, the media, not always not always accurate. Not always accurate. Go look, at, go look at Mount Notice. It's why, they, it's why they play the games. Um, <laughs> I, what I think... I'll be honest. What I think, uh, I think this is his best coaching job. 2020 was impressive, but they at least had some guys that had played a bunch of minutes, had had success, and you know, uh, and they caught fire towards the end of that year. But they had a lot of talent. Look at where some of those guys are. Whether it's you know Michael Potter, you know, throwing it down or not throwing it down, but uh, lighting it up, lighting it up, and in, in the G League, we've seen Owen Ford you know get some time in the NBA. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of talented guys, I think, and for them to do what they did two years ago was impressive. But what he's done this year, going from losing all those guys to winning a Big Ten title, even if it is a share, uh, really, really impressive. I think it's his best. I think it's his best coaching job. Zach, are you feeling well right now? I'm feeling great. Well, just after, got married. after I tell you this, you might be feeling a little more sick. But in in I think it was early to mid January. When they started out the regular season or the non-conference season pretty well, and then they went one and one and got that big win against Purdue, I said, "I don't want to jinx it, but so far, I think this is Greg Gard's best coaching job." You and Rowley. we are really on the same page here. How's how's it feel? Are you feeling sick now? Well, you didn't jinx it, so I said Badgers would finish four or better. Well, you said you also had Wisconsin winning every single game. Uh, during their college football season, and I'm pretty sure you probably have them winning yeah, every single game in, in yeah. college basketball. Too. Yeah, because so I'm a like, true I'm a true fan. Yeah, right, right. But I'm a true know, fan. I'm not a pretender. Can't really, can't really pat yourself on the back when when you pick every single game for them to win. Tune on so. Twitch right now, and I'm patting myself on the back, Zach. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, so uh, Zach, um, uh, who else had won? Uh, Big Ten Player of the Year for Wisconsin? Then it's uh, what Johnny Davis is the fourth, right? Who's the other? Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Harris in 2004. Yep. Um, Orlando Tucker in 2007. Oh, and yeah. Frank, and Frank Kaminsky in 2015. Uh, I think Tucker Before only, Johnny. Tony, Tucker took a different class than everyone else did on like investigative journalism. All right, so <laughs> again, the, the, the ethics coming into question there for his journalism class. All right, so Zach, when it comes to what – let me ask you this. The Big Ten Tournament, how much do we care – or should we care about Big Ten tournaments when it comes to you? Yeah, they they got a, a share of the Big Ten title, got March Madness on the horizon. How much does the Big Ten tournament mean to Wisconsin basketball? Depends what you think. How much? I mean, how much did that Nebraska loss hurt them? Did they did they drop a seed line because of it? Uh, some people, uh, Jerry Palm from CBS Sports, dropped them from a two to a three. Uh, Joe Lenardi from ESPN left them as a two. Like. To be to be careful, or to be sure that you're going to end up in Milwaukee as a two or three seed, do you want to make sure to win on Friday, whether it's Michigan State or Maryland? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think you probably do, just to be sure. I think they're in Milwaukee no matter what, but um, I think that's what you're you're thinking about. Winning the Big Ten tournament title is 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 nice. I still think it's the Big Ten is a conference where it matters more that you um, that it matters more that you win the regular season as opposed to the conference tournament title. But that said, you know it's still another title, and Wisconsin has uh, would, would love to win it. They didn't get an opportunity to do it two years ago. Would love to win it this year, but I think it's more important that you just get to Saturday. If you just get to Saturday, mm-hmm. I think it at least assures you to be. No matter what, I think it assures you being in Milwaukee and probably a two or three seed. All right, I love it. Okay, Zach, and before I let you go, big day tomorrow, buddy. I can't wait. Now, I was getting razzed for not listening to uh, The Zone 24-7, 365 because I wasn't like fact-checking people on that are after me, but check this out. I am <laughs> going to be tuned in, all ears, Zach, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. tomorrow, the debut yeah. And I wish it was called Heilprin and Kenny, but it's <laughs> Kenny and Heilprin. You and uh, young Ben Kenny taking on Wisconsin sports starting tomorrow at 6 o'clock. How does it feel? I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. This is something that uh, I've wanted to do for, for quite some time. Finally got you to say yes to it. Well, you, should, you um, just could have asked me like a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, talking Wisconsin football, talking Wisconsin basketball, plenty to talk about, obviously, with the NCAA tournament coming up. we got Pro Day today for the Badgers down at uh, the McLean Center, so plenty to talk about. But, yeah, me and Ben have conversations about the Badgers all the time. Usually it's off-air, and usually they, they, they get contentious at times. I don't think well, it's going to be – I don't think you've ever been wrong, have you? I, I don't think either one of us have ever been wrong. That's, and, uh, Some would say probably, those, those conversations, integrity slips a little bit. Integrity. I, I, the, 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 well, I mean, is that better than having zero integrity whatsoever, well, which is kind of what these four hours are about, unless <laughs> until oh, other than when I'm Zach. on – I have told you that the research department has nothing but the greatest integrity. Ben has proclaimed uh, earlier this week that he needs to protect the integrity of journalism on this show, but he has yet to say and do anything. So, so he, he knows when he come at the king, got to come correct. And obviously he's not either, coming correct. Yeah. Either way, can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, really, really excited about it. And uh, yeah, we'll have I, a great I'm excited, time. dude. I'm excited. I'm going to be listening intently. All ears, like I said, I six to seven. I yep. Because I love your banter, and when you get Ben all hot and bothered, that's funny, too. That is good <laughs> stuff. Well, we're excited for uh, Kenny and Heilprin. I, when you referred to Ben, you said me and Ben. You gave yourself first billing right there. Ben and I. How come you're so gracious to give him first billing? <sighs> I just I feel like the more you're a giving, person, You're a giving man. I, no, no, a giving no, man. no, no. I feel, I feel like the more important person goes second. So, Joe and Evo. All right, you're done. <laughs> hey, we love you, Zach. Congrats on the marriage, my man. Yep, thanks, guys. <laughs> Look at that pot shot at the end. See you, buddy. I suppose we're pot shot in integrity. <laughs>